Hello and welcome to Dairy Dialogue, the weekly podcast on all things dairy. And this week it is number 58. And it's a variety of companies from the Interfood event which took place last week in Sofia, Bulgaria. I'm Jim Cornall, editor of Dairy Reporter, and it was nice and warm in Sofia. Well, it was for me. Lots of people in coats there. But when you leave Scotland just above freezing and go to a place where it's in the low 20s or low 70s, It's a bit of a temperature upgrade. And, for a change, no rain. I can't say I'm overly impressed with 6am flights. It means setting up not only my regular wake-up alarm on my phone, but also setting three different apps to be 100% certain I'm going to wake up. Usually I don't have to worry anyway, because I'm so scared I won't wake up that I don't sleep anyway. And I can't sleep on planes either. I met some great people at the event and even found out that one interview I did the company's PR person sneakily took a photo of me doing the interview and tweeted it so the back of my head is now a minor celebrity among the hundred or so people that liked it and retweeted it. It actually reminds me of how I discovered that I was going bald in the first place. In my early 30s I was at the Sky Dome in Toronto covering the Blue Jays baseball team and before the game I was out on the field doing an interview with the first baseman John Olerud and for some reason I looked over at the Jumbotron which was the biggest screen in the world at the time although maybe it still is and there we were on the big screen and I was horrified to discover that the back of my head about 30 feet wide was losing a lot of hair. I even stopped the interview and protested to John that I was going bald, which he seemed to think was very funny. So if you're going to go bald, do it in front of thousands of people on the biggest screen in the world. At least I've saved a bit in haircuts over the years and probably shampoo as well. Anyway, back to Bulgaria. The event was really impressive. Six halls, all with different themes, and one of them, fortunately for me, was called The World of Milk. And so today we have five guests from the event on a variety of subjects. We spoke with Ivailo Ivanov, General Manager of the Inter Expo Centre, where the event took place, for an overview of the facility and the show. Tana Shahin, Regional Manager of the Destan Dairy Company. Albena Savova, Marketing Manager of DASF, which includes Dipak Packaging. Valkan Todorov, owner of Slimina, which makes a creamy buffalo milk yogurt. And to the CEO of Delishu, Nikolay Todorov. And Delishu makes a cashew-based cream cheese alternative. And of course, we have a weekly update on the global dairy markets with Charlie Highland from INTL FC Stone. And he wasn't in Bulgaria, but in fact in Dublin. One great thing about this event is that it has everything from printing, packaging, labels, of course dairy companies and dairy alternatives, but it also has logistics companies, transportation, testing labs and even banks. Something else I enjoyed was the fact that not only is the subway or metro system cheap, it's efficient and easy to figure out. And even better, it wasn't packed to the point of painful. And the event was the same way. Lots of people, but also plenty of room, so no damaged feet from suitcases. And plenty of time to get out of the way of people on phones. I wish I could say the same about the sidewalks in Sofia, many of which are pretty dangerously uneven. I did trip once, but I didn't fall, but that's only because I smashed into a wall instead. 
It's also funny how when you go to a new city, you're never really sure what the road crossing etiquette is. I've been to some places like the border of Spain and France in the Basque region, where one side of the border everyone stops for you at a crossing, and yet you just step over the border and you've got a target on your back. Sophia was no different. Are they going to stop? Well, yes, they do, although not gradually. They drive fast and seem to just stop instantly, which always leaves you in a bit of a panic. Are they really going to stop? But they do. Still, I enjoyed my time there. Let's move on to this week's news. We had articles on Arla Foods ingredients, new Lacprodan ISO water, UK farmers have seen their profits have. We had a story on developing dairy in Malaysia. SVZ has launched chunky fruit purees for things like yogurt. Walkie has developed aluminium-free or aluminium-free lids for Arla in Sweden and Finland. Mayoko's Creamery wants to turn dairy farms to plant-based. That got a few comments on social media. Arla is doubling its mozzarella production at one of its plants in Denmark. And GEA has a new nitrogen freeze-drying pilot plant for its customers to test before they buy, which seems like a good idea. And of course, there are many more over at DairyReporter.com. So let's get to our first interview, and it makes sense to get an overview of the show first, and we did that with Ivailo Ivanov, General Manager of the Inter Expo Center, where the event took place. So yeah, if you could just give me a little bit of background on the the Interfood show. All right, Uh, uh, we've been running uh, these trade fairs for uh, almost 20 years. Uh, since actually the building was opened in 2001 and it's uh, divided in uh, six specialized uh, uh, trade fairs exhibition inside according to the different sectors of the uh, food and drink uh, industry that's uh, uh, meat products and meat processing uh, machine uh, diary and uh, um, uh, products and machine uh, for bread wine and uh, uh, the new team this year is uh, retail equipment. Okay, you said it's been about twenty years. So, but mm. you have things other than this show. There's lots of other shows as well here. Yes, we do have a annual program. We are the main venue and exhibition organizer in Sofia and also in Bulgaria. Uh, we have a variety of trade fairs, uh, starting from a furniture construction show. Uh, industrial equipment, machine building, uh, also uh, there was just recently the auto salon, the uh, uh, automotive industry show as well. Uh, So tourism fair, we cover almost uh, every economical sector. And how many exhibitors are there roughly for for the Interfood? Right now we have about uh, 550 companies. According to number of exhibitors, this is the biggest show in our calendar and it's uh, a big challenge also a lot of uh, international exhibitors and uh, also international visitors we started uh, also in the last years but uh, this year more actively promoting the show in the neighboring countries and uh, some of our international partners are also supporting us like the uh, italian uh, ICE, who is financing uh, a lot of Italian companies to come over, but they have also a budget to bring uh, buyers from the neighboring countries. And we have uh, started also our hosted buyer program this year, and we have, uh, I think, buyers from more than uh, six or seven countries registered. 
Okay, so it's it's not just important for Bulgaria, it's for the whole region. Well, it started uh, as a local show, let's say, for Bulgarian and for uh, foreign companies who were looking to enter the Bulgarian market. But now we are trying also to support the export of Bulgarian products abroad and uh, on the other side also to do more international business. So it's, uh, I would say, a leading show in uh, Southeastern Europe. Mm. It's quite a big market, isn't it? People think of Bulgaria as being just a small country, but the whole region is quite big. Yes, of course, uh, always regional aspect and for uh, companies uh, sometimes is important they cannot go to every single country, especially for uh, uh, foreign companies that come far away from abroad. So we used to have uh, uh, from Korea or from Japan or especially like companies from Asia or from United States, uh, they prefer to come to one show in a region. Yeah, and this is probably one of the biggest shows in the region. Well, we work for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and how many visitors do you get, roughly? We do, last year we had about uh, 20,000 visitors, just above 20,000. So our expectation for this year is uh, maybe to have tw 10 to 20% more visitors. Uh, we have put some more site events on our program with uh, conferences. There will be uh, Friday evening one uh, special event for uh, with uh, wine tasting, chocolate tasting and some gourmet foods. So uh, we try every year to put some, something new on the program to keep the visitors interested. Destan is one of the largest dairy companies in the country for cow, goat and sheep milk. Its products include cheese, cottage cheese and bakery products which can be found throughout Bulgaria as well as around Europe. We spoke with Tana Shahin, regional manager of Destan for Sofia. Yeah, our company's name is uh, Destan. Uh, we're from Bulgaria, we're Bulgarian producers. Uh, we are specialized in the dairy business here. We're producing milk products, uh, typical Bulgarian types of uh, cheeses and uh, yellow cheese, like Kashkaval. It is a typical product for Bulgaria and for Balkan countries and feta type of cheese, white rind cheese and different types of uh, other cheeses we started to produce now. Actually, we do produce uh, uh, oriental products. With recipes from the Orient, from the Middle East, we started to, to offer them to the market in Bulgaria because they are fully uh, unknown for our market. And uh, people actually started to like them because they are some interesting taste and some interesting texture and interesting product. How, how different are they to, to the Bulgarian cheese? They are, they are uh, actually, you know, they are cheeses, but different types of cheese. Soft cheeses, for example. Soft cheese, Labne, Labne which is typical for Middle East, for, for Lebanon, and uh, different countries in the Middle East and uh, it is a product which is known in uh, Europe as well, but it is eaten from Balkan, uh, Balkan people. But uh, there are some interesting tastes which uh, people like. That's, that's why we, we, started to, we started to offer them to the, to the market because they can use them in their daily menu. Right. That's why. Right. And do you export your products outside Bulgaria? Yeah, we export them to maybe 10 to 15 countries, some of them in Europe, to USA, to Middle East countries. And uh, I think this is all, but uh, there are three continents. 
And, uh, and how often do you make new products? Actually, we renew our portfolio every year. We add some new products. Last, last year, we have three golden uh, medals here uh, for three our products. We was in the competition with three products. We, we, uh, we have three golden medals from, for, from, for them. And uh, this year, we have around seven to eight new products. And next year, maybe we will have few more. Right. And, yeah. and you, this show is, is mostly for Bulgaria or for the whole Balkans? This, is the, this exhibition is uh, typical for Bulgaria. This is the, the biggest exhibition in Bulgaria for dairy uh, companies, for meat companies, for uh, bakeries and etc. Right. So this is the biggest. And so you come here to sell your products to other... We come here to, to make more popularization uh, to our, our market. And uh, we want to to have new uh, customers like supermarkets and uh, distributors and etc. DASF is a Bulgarian company with several divisions, including a brand, Dipak, which specializes in plastic films and aluminum films and packaging solutions. It produces a variety of food industry packaging manufactured through thermoforming and injection molding, including yogurt cups and ice cream containers. It can also provide colored printing on plastic packaging. We talked to the company's marketing manager, Albena Savova. The name of the company is DASF, uh, which is the only representative of uh, Bulgarian producer uh, Gripa with the trademark uh, Dipak. Dipak uh, is uh, the product brand of uh, DASF. Uh, we are focused and we specialize primarily in producing uh, polymer films and packages, thermoforming, injection molding uh, products from PSPP and PET. And talking about the PET, um, let me uh, share the news and uh, which are related to circle economy, sustainability, and um, ecological uh, effect. Uh, our owners uh, invested in projects, and uh, our R&D department is uh, working, uh, focused on. Uh, primarily the recyclable materials and uh, the one which is uh, rising as the, the most suitable and the most real uh, option for the circle economy is uh, polyethylene terephthalate, PET, with the, this uh, slogan, PET is green. Uh, so uh, we are producing packages for food contact which are, uh, which are produced from PET which could be uh, absolutely safety uh, for food contact and at the same time recyclable. And, and what do you make that's useful in the dairy industry? Yes, we, uh, we produce for ice cream industry, for uh, dairy industry, uh, milk and dairy products, yogurt cups, uh, uh, tubes. Uh, we're working with the Bulgarian milk uh, dairy producers. Uh, we're also exporting packages for uh, Balkans, for um, European uh, partners. Uh, our packages are certified. Uh, they're, uh, we have some products for the pharmaceutical industry, technical industry, 
also uh, films, uh, aluminum films uh, for for these packages. We're working with the laboratories which are certified. Uh, we are doing our migration tests and everything which is uh, obligatory from a legal point of view. You mentioned as well that it, you think this is going to be where the future is in, in, in the recycling and sustainability. Yeah, I mentioned this because uh, we're uh, discussing now uh, with, other, with our colleagues, with the key accounts, uh, the big shops, the big brand owners uh, which are involved in this chain. We are discussing uh, which is the best solution also with the producers, of course, with our customers also. We think biodegradable uh, POA and other products, uh, packaging products, uh, the market, especially, let's say, in our country, but uh, also in uh, Europe uh, markets, the market is not ready for these products. First, because of the price. In Bulgarian market, is price sensitive. Uh, and also because of... Uh, uh, lack of history and uh, data for uh, for the effect in the in the soil in the air uh, for bio, for biodegradation process. So for now, um, as a first step, in a few five ten years, uh, we think the focus will be uh, PET products uh, as a polymer solution for for circle economy, as well in Bulgaria. We are trying to, to speak with our customers and uh, educate them, the end buyers also, and to explain uh, the advantages of PET material. Do you think that this is going to be government will legislate? Uh, we, think, we, we think the government will support, yes, uh, uh, will support with legislation, with uh, maybe product taxes and uh, etc and the institutions and the ministries also environment ministry they will support this process i'm sure in bulgaria slamina is a bulgarian producer of buffalo milk and plain buffalo yogurt and samples were being very well received at the event to tell us more about the company and its products is valkan todorov owner of the company my name is Volkan Todorov, I'm the owner of Slamena. This is a farm and also our brand for 100% buffalo milk. We own 110 buffaloes and in village Borica. Uh, it is 840 meters in the mountain and uh, there is a lake behind the farm. Uh, so you can see the original buffalo yogurt when it is 100% it is snow white it's creamy and it has amazing taste we don't put any additives to the milk we, we are using only buffalo milk and bacteria Bacillus vulgaricus and Streptococcus thermophilus this is the only one that we use we have a very special packaging this technology is uh, very modern. So we have an, the, uh, this package is 200 grams and we have two kilos for restaurants and you don't sell milk just the yogurt? Uh, no we are selling a f uh, fresh milk. Okay. Yeah, twice a week we can uh, we are we're distributing these to Sophie only. 
That's a Sophia. Huh? But uh, the yogurt, we, we sell the yogurt in Bulgaria. Okay. All countries. All cities. Okay. And do you sell it outside of Bulgaria? No. As for now, no. No. Okay. But maybe next year we will sell in Romania. Because there is a problem with the short uh, expired period. Yes. Because this is uh, 25 days and more often than not people need 60 days. For example, for Israel and Japan, they need 60 days right. expired yeah. period. Right. But it, it's, it sells well, I imagine? Yes, it sells well. We have uh, not some of uh, the quantity of our... Um, Daily milk yield is 350 liters. The milk yield per day. So our quantity is not so big. We have problems with distribution and selling. Right, and, and it tastes similar to a regular yogurt, or, or different. What's the flavor like compared to a yogurt? The difference between uh, cow yogurt uh, yeah. is a huge difference because it's creamy. The taste is very different than the cow. Yeah. How long have you been doing this? How many years? Uh, on 12th of November, we will start the sixth year. And now it's to another company founder, this time Nikolai Todorov, who, along with his family, started Delishu, a cashew-based cream cheese alternative with probiotics, and its four flavors were also being very well received by trade visitors and also by the public. Nikolai can tell us more about Delishu and the company. Uh, we are Delishu from Bulgaria. We are a small family-owned business. It's organic, it's handmade by us. Uh, on this endeavor we work together with my wife Sisi, uh, her sister, and we are the core of the business. And little by little we are gathering more and more people to help us. Right now we are still family business and uh, we work with my family and another family actually. So we're like two families working together. Created something very interesting. As you know, there are many cheese alternatives on the market right now, but uh, ours is a bit different. Uh, as you also uh, tasted it and uh, found out that it tastes totally, totally different than anything else. Uh, it has a good reason about it. It has really, really rich fermentation because uh, we make the, the product out of only two ingredients, raw cashew nuts and raw coconut butter and uh, we ferment them with our own uh, culture. This culture is very close to the wild cultures which are living in the nature, in the air, in the water and in the plants. So this wild culture is extremely rich in, uh, in probiotics and we figured out how to keep the, the probiotics alive in the product. One of the reasons is that the product is raw, it's not uh, thermically um, manufactured so uh, this is a good reason for the probiotics to stay alive and the good fermentation with many probiotics provide good taste they also provide long shelf life because the product is uh, good for almost six months and the reason is that the high probiotic count keeps the product safe from pathogenic organisms like fungi, molds and another pathogenic organisms the same way the probiotics act in our stomach and immune system, they act in the product. In the product. So we really uh, make something very pure, 
with only two ingredients with no need of preservatives, tasting agents because the good fermentation also provides very good taste. So we made it simple but very effective. This is our motto. And you have yes. four different flavors? We have flavors. four different flavors. This is the natural taste I show you right now. It won this, this summer the Great Taste Award UK. One gold star. This one and another taste, the sun-dried tomato and oregano. We were very proud because we applied with only three products and we won the, the award for two of them, which is great result for us and we are very happy about it. We also have hot taste with, made with chipotle and a porcini one with sun-dried organic porcini and thyme. The special about all of them is the natural fermentation. It's handmade, it, it's completely raw and it's completely plant-based. All of the ingredients are plant-based and uh, it's very, very uh, highly recommended for everyone with uh, gluten-free diet because it's gluten-free as well, dairy-free, it's very good for keto regime and uh, any kinds of uh, allergy, it's really, really good because it's very pure product. And uh, where is it available? Uh, right now we sell it in uh, more than 15 countries uh, worldwide. We sell in Western Europe, now the UK market is on the, on the map, but we are not uh, active yet there, we're looking for partners there. But we sell in Germany, we sell in uh, Holland, in Belgium, in Spain, particularly we sell very well. We sell in Estonia, Greece, Romania, Bulgaria, Slovakia, uh, soon we'll be selling in uh, Norway as well, and we also sell in Sweden, Canada. Uh, and um, New Zealand. Right. It's yes. it's an area that is it big in this area the the vegan movement or is it growing? It, it's growing. It's growing. And the the special thing about our product is that it's really really delicious. And um, many people who are even not vegans or dairy free consumers they buy the product because it has the unique taste. And it's something different and something tasty because. In my personal experience, people who eat dairy products never buy cheese alternatives because they are not better than the original. But our product has even better taste and even we don't count the probiotics because there is no dairy cheese which has probiotics inside. The probiotics uh, create the fermentation of the cheese, but after the fermentation most of them die and they only are responsible for the good taste of the cheese. The special thing about our cheese is that uh, after fermentation they stay alive and they are active all the time and then they they do the same the same thing in our body and they're very very good for the health are you going to make any more new flavors yes uh, we are planning to do this but uh, since we are a very small family family owned company we are like 10 people involved in the manufacturing process and everything else uh, we move step by step, we are very keen on being sustainable, so uh, we are not rushing in making new products because we have a limited capacity, but in the next year I'm planning to, to make some um, fermented milks, fermented new products like uh, other types of cheese, aged cheeses and stuff like this. And now it's time for our weekly look at the global dairy markets, this week with Charlie Hyland from INTL FC Stone. 
Hi, Jim. Um, just a report from the market this week. Overall, it has been um, a little bit mixed, but quite stable uh, on the week. Just in terms of some of the, the news releases, uh, we've seen some uh, additional data being released on likes of German milk collections, which um, while they're continuing to be up year on year, we're starting to see the solids uh, really pull back and they're, they're now decreased uh, year on year. And that's putting a bit of a constraint on the market in terms of availability of product, um, especially this time of year when there's a lot of demand for fresh products, particularly cream uh, and uh, some of the other fresh products uh, in, in anticipation of Christmas uh, demand. So that's been keeping the, the markets well supported. Um, we're also seeing good uh, demand on the export markets where you're also seeing in out of New Zealand, the NZX market is printing, has been printing higher, um, AMF butter and, and also um, skim milk powder. And we, uh, the general expectation, if you look at the futures markets, uh, the GDT next week should also, is also pointing to a higher uh, GDT on the back of uh, stronger NZX futures markets. So um, all in all, though, the impact on, on Europe has been, uh, you know, it started off reasonably stable, started to get weaker during the week, but then has recovered a little bit um, in the last couple of days. So overall, the futures markets have, have remained largely stable for the week, uh, still showing, you know, milk returns next year, which uh, should give positive margins for farmers. OK, thanks a lot, Charlie. We'll catch up with you again next week. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services, as well as OTC hedging tool and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. And that, my friends, is it for another week as we hurtle out of control towards Christmas again. I'm sure it's not been a year since the last one, or maybe it's just that some stores are putting their Christmas stuff out in August now. Next week, I can pretty much tell you what we have lined up for you, as our guests will be from Tetra Pak on their new cheese facility in Poland, DSM on its new methane or methane inhibitor, and Cheese Journeys in the US, which does travel packages based around cheese and is currently promoting a cheese tourism trip to the UK. So a varied and interesting lineup for you. As always, I hope you have a good week ahead and thanks for listening.